0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. Welcome back to another episode of Legally Speaking. Today's topic will be broad-based black economic empowerment, presented by Adam Ismail. Adam Say I wanted to expand my business in South Africa, and I've heard of this thing called broad-based black economic empowerment. But what is that?
1: Hi, Ewan, and, uh, and thank you for that introduction. Yeah, so if you are a multinational company or a foreign business that wants to expand into South Africa, it is definitely something that you need to think about. So broad-based black economic empowerment or triple BEE as we call it, is a deliberate policy an attempt by the South African government post-democratic elections and sort of post social and political freedom in South Africa in 1994 to also open up the economy to the vast majority of the South African population who was previously not engaged in the economy. And the approach by the South African government has been one of a a sort of gentle introduction as opposed to any sort of forced introduction. Uh, And what do I mean by that? You know, what the South African government has done and said is we as government, we are are one of the biggest spenders in South Africa when procuring goods and services. What we're not going to do is we're not going to make it mandatory or legal requirement for everyone to have some sort of B compliance to enter the economy. But what we will do is we will impose on ourselves as government a requirement that when we go out and procure goods and services, sell our assets, issue licenses or authorizations, that we will take B into account. And, and what that means is when you want to move to South Africa or expand your business here, one of the first things you'll have to do is to understand what sector of the economy you'll be entering into and what are the specific requirements for that sector. And B, in a nutshell is, is, is an attempt by way of a balanced scorecard to hold businesses to an account to a level of economic transformation of a certain sector or group of the South African population being black people and pe- that those are people who were historically pre-94 disenfranchised. Adam,
0: is it true that black economic empowerment is a requirement to do business in
1: South Africa? Yeah, that's a very common misconception. the The short answer is it is not a requirement to do business in South Africa, so unlike Many other countries on the continent, there are requirements in countries like Angola and uh, Zimbabwe where there's got to be a minimum level of local ownership as well as a, a minimum level of management that is local. There's, there's no such requirement in South Africa. In South Africa, you could have a company with zero south african directors and it would be perfectly permissible where b does come in is if you are engaged in a sector and it's normally sectors that are regulated such as mining telecommunications gaming uh in the fuel industry and other industries that are regulated where you need some sort of license from the south african government to operate in those instances, it would be very difficult to get the license without BEE. So, in those instances, it would be a requirement to operate, i.e., to get the license that you comply with BEE to, to some extent. Sort of the second layer of that is companies who are in those sectors or regulated sectors and have to comply with BEE. they then need to ensure that when they engage with their suppliers or they procure goods and services as part of this BEE scorecard, that they engage with other empowered entities. And this is how we get this trickle-down effect. So, I mean, to give you a very rudimentary example, if there's a South African company that mines platinum in an area and has a license and its license is linked to some sort of BEE, when it goes out and procures goods and services to to remain BEE compliant, it will need to ensure that it engages with persons who are empowered. So if it engages with a trucking company, that trucking company will need a BEE certificate or some sort of BEE compliance to make its customer the mine happy. That trucking company, on the other hand, when it goes out and procures tires for its fleet to keep its b compliance, it will need to make sure it procures tires from a B-compliant company. So if you are a multinational coming in wanting to sell tires to the mining industry, it's not a requirement in our law that you are B-compliant, but commercially to land the customers – you will need to be be compliant. Thank you. And what are some of the
0: things that we should be aware of if we want to expand a business in South Africa in relation to black economic empowerment?
1: Yeah, so look, I mean, when you start up, there's normally a one-year grace. So for 12 months, you are deemed to be compliant. Or if your turnover initially is less than 10 million rand, uh, you'll be deemed to be compliant. It's normally when your turnover in South Africa exceeds 10 million Rand that you've got to start making certain concerted efforts to complete the scorecard, which is independently verified uh, by an independent body. Uh, and that scorecard itself is made up of five elements those elements are ownership, management and control, skills development, employment equity. Preferential procurement, which includes supplier development and enterprise development and socioeconomic development. And those various elements on a weighted basis adds up to a score. And depending on where you score on that scorecard, you get a certain level. Under 40 points is non-compliant. The sweet spot is sort of between 80 and 100 points. So you can see to eat the sweet spot, you need to score quite high, an A+. plus. Uh, by any other standard. And I I guess what you've got to realize is that BE compliance is a journey. It's not a button you press and it happens. It's a constant working process year on year, working across all five elements. You know, in a law firm like us, we can help you to uh, introduce equity partners who are are local and BE compliant to comply with the ownership and the management control component. We do that through subscriptions of shares, sales of shares, shareholders' agreements, and related documents. Um, It's not an overnight job. It is a journey. It takes lots of time and effort. You've got to invest not just time, but a lot of money in it also. But it is possible, and most multinationals who have been operating here for a very long time sort of found a way uh, to make their peace with it. Uh, so B has been around for a while. The enabling legislation came into effect in 2005. So we're coming up to the 20th anniversary of Be in South Africa. And uh, at the moment, there is no sign of a, uh, a date when it will end. So it's at least here for uh, the next one.
0: Thank you very much, Adam. Adam is one of the directors in the commercial department in the Claremont division of STBB and Adam, if we ever wanted to ask questions or if clients want questions or need legal advice, uh, where can they go to or who can they contact?
1: Yeah, thanks, Ewan, and thanks for the time, and and I hope it was an insightful soundbite. So I'm based in the Claremont office uh, in Cape Town. Uh, I also head up our commercial uh, department at STBB, and we help with all things mergers and acquisitions, corporate Agreements and the like, which includes uh, BE compliance. So please feel free to drop me an email at adam, that's A D A M I, at stbb.co.za. Thank you very much.
0: Legally speaking, this podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing,
1: visit us at stbb.co.za for more info.